they must have wondered why Jesus sent them out into a perilous situation. And perhaps you have wondered the same thing. They were doing what Jesus told them to do, but now look at where we are. You can be doing just what the Lord told you to do, but that does not exempt you from trials and troubles, even when you're doing what the Lord has told you to do. I know many of you have been going through some tough times. Whenever Jesus Christ moved around the countryside, there were a lot of people waiting for him to come and meet their needs. I'm bringing you a message today that says, hold on, Jesus is coming. Join us as we continue to walk in the light of God's word. What an exciting afternoon it was along the seashore when Jesus took two fish and five loaves of bread and blessed it and broke it and fed over 5,000 men besides the women and children. Some biblical scholars have estimated that there may have been as many as 20,000 people there when you count the women and the children. They had just experienced one of the greatest miracles ever. It was a miracle where everybody there was a recipient of that miracle of the multiplication of the fish and the loaves. Everybody there got some of that. There was a buzz in the congregation. Did you just see what happened? Isn't this great? I don't believe what I'm seeing with my own eyes. People were excited about what they witnessed. They had seen miracles and signs and wonders. And the disciples there, they were feeling pretty good too. They were, they were a part of that miracle as well. And this is what John observed about that incident when he wrote in John chapter 6 verse 14. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who has come into the world. Jesus knowing that they were intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. John is the only one that mentioned that little caveat that the people were so excited and the buzz was so much that they decided that they were going to come and make him king by force. We're going to take you and we're going to make you the king. Jesus himself had taught his disciples to pray for the kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come. And this seemed like this might be an answer to that prayer. Here is the king among us. This prophet, Jesus is priest, prophet, and king. The disciples were also probably thinking of the high positions they would get when he would be the king. We've been walking along with him. We've been suffering with him for the last two years. We've been taking abuse for the last two years. And now he is going to be the king. And if he's the king, guess who I'm going to be? I'm going to be maybe the right-hand man. We can be an administrator or an assistant. We're going to have a, a, a title and a role in this kingdom. We're going to have prestige and we're going to have power. Uh, that's what I would be thinking if I would be hanging around with him for two years and now he's going to be the king. Surely he's going to have me as part of his administrative staff. 
I'm his disciples. He's been telling me what to do. Now I know he's certainly not going to stop now. Now that he's telling me what to do, I'm going to tell y'all what to do because we in. But the Bible says, uh, knowing their thoughts, Jesus knew what they intended to do. He broke away from them and went to a mountain by himself. And then Matthew tells us, and Mark tells us that he went to a mountain to pray. The folks are saying, hey, you're the next king. We're going to take you. But Jesus said, I'm not that interested. I'm going to a mountain to pray. Mark 6.45 tells us this. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. He went to pray. There's one thing I want to point out about Jesus. And how many want to be like Jesus? It did not matter what was going on around him. He always kept his focus and his attention on God the Father. He emphasized that he was only here to do the Father's will, not the will of the people. When things was going well, he, and he was the crowd favorite, he would break away and spend time with the Father in prayer. It looked like Jesus would just be receptive to all of this enthusiasm and all of this popularity, but he wasn't. He said, I understand, but I got to go take care of my business, and he prayed. When Jesus was betrayed and the enemies were coming to arrest him in the garden, you could find him praying and say, Father, not my will, but your will be done. He was talking to the Father. So I want to tell you, when your friends and your family members are telling you how good you are and how great you are, that's when you need to turn to the Father and seek his face and not try to accommodate what folks are telling you. Because you can be great one day and out with them the next day. So the, the same one telling you how good and great you are, uh, don't turn your back on them unless you got a bulletproof vest on. See, when the wheels come off of your dream and you find yourself in a ditch, that's when you need to turn your face to your father again and seek his face. In fact, when you wake up in the morning, that's when you need to turn to the father and Seek his face. And if you don't know what to say, you can say like this. Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy is your name. Father, let your will be done and let your kingdom come. Deliver me from evil today and, and, and give me today my daily bread. If you don't know what to say, you can start there. Jesus went away and he sent his disciples away. He made them get into the boat and get away from the crowd who was intent on getting them off mission. So Jesus came on a mission and he was always careful not to let anybody or anything get him off mission. And look at verse 47 of our text in Mark. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake. And he, Jesus, was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. 
about the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass them. But when, he saw, well, when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. The disciples now were in the middle of the lake while Jesus was alone on land. They found themselves again in a bind on a boat. They were straining at the oars because the wind was against them. This sounds familiar. They found themselves in a situation when the boat was about to go under. They were already perhaps confused why Jesus sent them away when the crowd was already in a high uh, fever pitch. All the people were excited about the miracles and here's a good time to preach to the folks and have great church service. But Jesus sent them away. They were confused and may be frustrated and disillusioned and disappointed that Jesus sent them away. Now, he went one way, but he sent us another way. You ever felt like that? Jesus seemed like he's going one way, but I'm going another way. They, they must have wondered why Jesus sent them out into a perilous situation. And perhaps you have wondered the same thing. They were doing what Jesus told them to do. But now look at where we are. You can be doing just what the Lord told you to do. But that does not exempt you from trials and troubles. Even when you're doing what the Lord has told you to do. And that some of you have gotten discouraged because, Lord, I know I'm doing the right thing. Why am I still going through this? I, I know I'm doing the best I can. I, I, I've given my life over to you. I've started going to church. I've started reading my Bible. I have even been to prayer meeting and I start serving you. And it looked like now that I have started to serve you, things have gotten worse. You don't have to say, man, I already know how it goes. Because sometimes we forget that we got an adversary who doesn't want you to follow the Lord. And uh, so sometimes he throw things at you as soon as you get saved. You know, the devil doesn't give up on you because you got saved. He doesn't say, oh, well, he's saved. Let's, let's not ever bother him again. He doesn't do that. He says, now, now that you are saved, if I can't stop you from going to heaven, maybe I can raise some hell in your life. Since I can't stop you to go to heaven, I, the next, my next goal is to make you ineffective as a believer. And how am I going to make you ineffective as a believer? I'm going to try to frustrate you, disencourage you, disappoint you, distract you. So I, everything you point, you're, you're, you're looking at everything except the mission that God has given you. And you get frustrated and you get tired and then you just get mad at God. God, it was better. Before I got saved. That's what you would think. No, it wasn't better before you got saved. You just think it's better before you got saved. You know how it is about the good old days. If you were back in the good old days, you say, no, put me right back where I was. <laughs> but the good old days are the only good old days when you ain't in them. 
the Israelites were saying that when they got out in the wilderness. Oh, we could have stayed in Egypt. Now, while they were in Egypt, they were calling to the Lord. Lord, deliver us. Lord, we're making brick without straw. Lord, they're beating us. Lord, they're taking advantage of us. Lord, where are you, Lord? But when they left and found themselves in the wilderness, they were saying, at least we had some onions and some garlic. I'm saying, that's all you had? It's not like baby bag ribs. We had garlic and leeks and onions. That's what you're looking for? The devil will make you think, well, at least I was having a good time when I was high. Yeah, but you didn't talk about when you went to jail. You didn't talk about when, uh, or when you found you laying out there on the street. Or you didn't find you when you woke up in the morning just uh, 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 worshiping at that porcelain throne, throwing up after you've been drunk all night. You ain't talking, you ain't remember that. You don't remember when you woke up next to some dude, you didn't even know who he was. You don't remember that. This is Jerry G. Martin. I've been bringing you a message of hope and help for those who have been going through some tremendous challenges. I know there are those of you who are listening. You have been hurt. Maybe some of you have habits and others of you have hangups. And we need help and we need help now. This message says, hold on. Jesus is on the way. If you would just look to him or just look for him, or just invite him to come and join you right where you are, or you go and join him right where he is, the Lord Jesus Christ will work on your behalf. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's message as well as previous messages that have aired on this broadcast. I also invite you to go to our website at lowcf.org. Then be my guest this Sunday coming up. We are meeting each Sunday in person at the Light of the World. We are at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you live in Atascacita or Summerwood, Fall Creeks or Kingwood, You may be in Northwood Manor or Scenic Wood. You may be in Northwest Houston and Spring. You are in our neighborhood. Come on by and be our guest this Sunday at 10 a.m. Let me remind you that we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. Many people have been coming by looking for books and Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school uh, material, study material, offering envelopes, whatever you might need for your church and your congregation, call the Beacon Bookstore at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.